Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fruitful Vine Podcast. I'm here with my pastor, Pastor Joel Urshan. Brother Urshan, you doing good today? I'm doing great. Yeah. Awesome. Good day, blessed of the Lord. All is well. Yes, amen. Beautiful day. Yes, it Moving is. Moving into some good weather here in the Midwest and uh, Indeed. excited for good times ahead. Uh, before we get started today, I have a question for you. Uh, the, the people are wanting to know. By people, I do mean me. Uh, <laughs> do you have... A, a a least favorite chore, or maybe a, a favorite chore, household chore. I mean, when Joel Urshan is, when he's done preaching and he goes home, and there's still something left to do. Are you like, I'm 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 excited to put the laundry away? What what, are, <laughs> what what's your fa- what's your favorite household chore? Well, if I had a favorite household chore that I that I help with, um, I actually enjoy. I actually enjoy uh, laundry. Really, I do. I enjoy. I enjoy laundry, and and I even enjoy running a vacuum cleaner. And both of those come from when I was uh, younger, uh, uh, growing up. Those were things that I would help with, and I got accustomed to doing it. And it's just something that um, I enjoy. Both of those. Yeah. I do not enjoy uh, dishwashing. Dishwashing is not at all. Uh, enjoyable to me. So I, uh, you know, if, if it needs to be done and, and there needs to be some help there, I'll, I'll be glad to help yeah. out. But I, uh, but if I had my preference, dishwashing would not be among yeah. those preferences. Now, if I'm ever in, at a spot where I need something vacuumed, I'll just give you a call. There you go. And if you need a dish scrub, <laughs> I'll come do it. There you go. Because we'll, we'll complete each other in that. That's right. That's the body right. is fitly framed together. Fitly framed <laughs> together. That's right. All different gifts and talents. <laughs> Amen. Uh, well, let's get into our discussion for today. Uh, we've had some people ask uh, about uh, different topics, what, we could, what yeah. they'd like to hear talked about. And one thing uh, that's been mentioned is hearing the voice hearing the voice of the Lord. Uh, you've preached a couple messages about that here at Tree of Life Church and out um, that have just been great foundational messages about the voice of God. Uh, some people uh, feel it's this kind of uh, out there uh, spooky thing of people when they say they hear the voice of God, they think, I don't think I've ever heard his voice. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that say, Woke up this morning and the voice, the Lord yeah. said, you know, 15 minutes of dialogue to me. Yeah. So there's that kind of balance of people that always hear it. Yeah. People that have, think they've never heard it. So uh, yeah. we'll just get into that discussion today, talking about the voice of the Lord. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great discussion. And I think it's important to, to talk about, uh, you know, and it is and, you, and it's something to be careful about. You yeah. know, you, you certainly don't want to get uh, loose with with your description of the voice of God. Um you know, uh, it, it, it is a reality that God does speak to his people. My sheep know my voice, Jesus said. Um, but you want to make sure that you're being uh, honest about that. You want to make sure that you're uh, understanding that and that when you say, I heard from the Lord, uh, you want to be very uh, cautious and make sure that, that you're, you're accurate when you say that. Having said that, um, when when the Lord has given you a word, you can stand on that word, yeah. and of course He has given us His word, and His word is is the Holy Scriptures. But I'll say this: the Holy Scriptures, uh, the Scriptures are His word in script form. So that's why we call them the Scriptures. They're right. they're, they're the written word of God. 
Um, and, and God will not deviate from his written word. Uh, everything that when we say, oh, the Lord spoke to me, or I heard from God, and God told me to do such and such, if we, if we say that, and if we believe that, it has to be anchored to the written word. So I like to put it this way, you know, the, the written word of God is like the hardback version, and then the, the voice of God that we hear, and I say hear, you know, we, we say, I heard God, and many times that's in the form of an impression. Uh, it's, an imp- it's in the form of him speaking to our spirit. We're communicating with his spirit. And that's more like the audio version. So yeah. you, but it's the same thing, yeah. you know, it's, it's not going to deviate. In fact, if you hear the voice of God, if you feel like you've heard from the Lord, you want to make sure that you can tie what he has spoken to you, you want to be able to tie that to the word of God. And so that's, that's critically important. Having said all of that, I, I went through a time of prayer years ago when, when I was a younger minister, and, uh, and I asked the Lord, Lord, let me hear your voice. And um, I said, God, I just I want to hear your voice. I don't want to question whether I can hear you or know that you're speaking to me. I want to be able to hear you, act with confidence, be led of your spirit, and know that I am doing your will. Uh, because you can know the word of God, uh, but you need to be able to apply that word of God in day-to-day circumstances, in practical situations. And I wanted to know, God, I want to know your voice. I, I, I knew I had heard his voice, but I, I lacked confidence to be able to say, yes, this is, the, this is the voice of the Lord speaking to me. So when he would speak to me, you know, I would, um, I would run it through the, the screening process, you know, like, like, he's, like he's going through customs at, at the international terminal of the airport. <laughs> and, um, and I'm checking his bags and I'm checking his passport and, and I'm interrogating him. To the point that, that by the time I finally decide, all right, this, this is legit. This is the voice of God legitimately. Many times I will have missed that opportunity to, um, to really hear what he was telling me to do and act on it. And I said, God, I don't want that anymore. I want to know your voice, hear your voice. And I want to be able to, to act on it. You know, the scripture says the word of the Lord came into Jeremiah and the word of the Lord came into Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came into Isaiah. And, and the Bible is replete with people that are hearing from God and are acting upon what he said and getting stuff done in the kingdom. I want to be able to do that. I want to, I, I want to be able to be active in hearing the voice of God and, and then moving upon it, obeying it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I prayed this prayer. I really sought God about it. And, um, oh my goodness, for a couple of weeks or more, and uh, one night in the middle of the night, I was awakened. And I, I just, I sat up in bed and I thought, uh, you know what, I, uh, I, uh, I think I'll get out of bed. And I, I got out of bed and I, I just kind of, I, by instinct, I wanted to get up, walk out of the room and down the steps and down the hall and into the kitchen. <laughs> just instinctively, I was just kind of going, about, I just wanted to, wanted to go down the steps, wanted to go down the hall, wanted to go into the kitchen. Didn't altogether have a purpose. I just kind of wanted to, had an instinct to do that. 
And, um, and I saw the phone sitting over on the countertop and, um, and that was way back in the, in the old days of landlines when, when we had portable phones and I thought, well, that should be upstairs with, you know, with a Heidi and I, but it's not. So I, I picked it up and I, I turned it on. And if there are voicemails on those old phones and uh, I realize that some people may know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and some people may not know what I'm talking no about. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there are, if people have left you a voicemail message on that phone, yeah. it's going to, it's going to notify you through a, a series of beeps or buzzing sounds. And that's what it did. I had like eight voicemail messages and I'd only been asleep for about four and a half hours. So, you know, this is, this was three thirty four in the morning that, that can't be good. That's never good. Eight voicemail messages in the middle of the night. So I checked them, and it was a precious lady in our church who's, who she and her husband were some of the most faithful people that I have ever known. And uh, she was calling, leaving voicemail messages saying, we need help. Uh, Brother Rivers was his name, Brother, Brother Kerry Rivers. He was a uh, faithful man of God, our church treasurer in Kokomo, Indiana, all my life. And uh, she said, Brother Rivers is in the hospital, and, and they, he's had a heart, massive heart attack, and they're losing him. And, and so, I, uh, in fact, they did lose him a couple of times that night. But I, I threw myself together, just made myself presentable quickly, as quickly as possible. I ran out of that house, and as I turned to lock the door, I felt the Lord speak to me. And, I, and this is what I heard the Lord or felt the Lord say. And I had been praying for a couple of weeks now, God, let me hear your voice and let me know it's you. And I heard the Lord say to me in my spirit now, in my spirit, he said, you just heard my voice. And I, I paused because it was very clear to me that I was, I was communicating spiritually with God. And he had told me now that he, I just heard his voice and I don't remember hearing his voice. So I said, okay, Lord. I remember looking up into the night sky saying, Lord, what, what do you mean I just heard your voice? And he began to teach me all in a matter of, I don't know how long it was. I just know quickly he taught me that his voice to the, to the spirit-filled child of God is not a, it's not something external. It's not something outside of them. It's when his spirit lives within you, his voice is in you. And, and we think of his voice as something beyond us that has to fight through a lot of, you know, carnal thinking and worldly distractions. And, and then it's external and, and it's gotta, it's gotta be on this loud amplification system. When in reality, his voice is designed to be within us through his spirit, through his spirit. And so he began to show me that, that when his spirit is within me, it changes. It changes the way I, I hear him. Now, if I'm not walking in the spirit, if I'm not tuned into his spirit, if I'm not praying that prayer, Lord, let me hear your voice, then yeah, he's, gonna, he's not going to be able to speak to me uh, in the same way he could if my spirit is pure. If my spirit is pure and I'm talking with him and I'm, I'm, I'm praying to him and I'm asking him to speak to me, he can speak to me. So he began to show me that 
in the purest form of God speaking to us, uh, in, it, is, it is really where he replaces our instincts with his instincts. So he took me back, kind of retraced my steps that when you got out of bed, you just wanted to go downstairs. You know, if I wake up at 3.30 in the morning and I don't have to be up at 3.30 in the morning, I'm going back to sleep. But there was an instinct in me that wanted to get up. And God was showing me that wasn't you wanting to get up. That was me telling you to get up. When you wanted to go to the top of the steps, that was me telling you to go to the top of the steps. When you went down the steps and down the hall, because you wanted to, you wanted to go into the kitchen, I was leading you through my voice. And his voice is basically when he replaces your instincts with his instincts. So when you're walking in the spirit, when, you're, when your heart is pure before God and you're, and you're obedient to him, you can trust your instincts. Yeah. Now, if that's not the case, you don't need to trust your instincts yeah. because your heart is deceitful. Above all things, your heart is deceitful. But the heart of God yeah. is pure above all things. And so that was something that became very useful to me in my walk with God. It became useful to me in my ministry. And I'll tell you, I don't want to be in the ministry without being able to walk with God in that way. I don't want to try to minister to people if I can't walk with God in that way because I don't want to, I don't want to handle the word of life incorrectly. I want, to, I want to know that my steps are ordered of the Lord. So, uh, you know, throughout my ministry, that has been a very uh, tremendous blessing to me. I, I had a, a couple of situations following that that I, I knew I was listening to God. I was hearing God. He was directing me, and, and I was being obedient yeah. unto him. Paul uses words like uh, rudiments of the flesh. Yes. Kind of just doing what our fleshly heart wants to do. Yeah. That's the voice of that's the voice of the flesh. That's the right. voice of man. Right. And he uses other words like animated by the spirit, where that's the voice of God just telling you to get up out of bed. Yes. I want to be animated by the Holy Ghost, yeah. not by the rudiments of this world, the basic that's right. foundational movements. That's right. Of my flesh. That's I want right. to be inspired. You've talked about that. It's the inspiration. Yes. 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 Impression. Yes. All these things happening in us. That's right. By the Holy Ghost. That's right. Yeah. It's the difference between inspiration and aspiration. Yeah. You know, um, to be, when we use the word inspiration, we, we think, we, we, we use it in the context of something that excites us, something right. that kind of prompts us to do something. Well, the etymology of that is spirit in um, aspiration. If you were to say that someone was aspirating, you, you, you're actually referring to the fact that their, their lungs are compromised and, and they're not able to, to breathe properly and, and, and things are getting into their lungs. You know, their lungs are filling with, with things that shouldn't be there. And that is, the etymology of that is aspire or spirit, without spirit. Mm. So to aspire to something is really truly to try to do something without spirit or without the spirit of God. Yeah. Etymologically, it's to try to do it without the spirit of God. That's the flesh. To be inspired is for the spirit of God to be in us, motivating us, prompting us, and you want to operate in that way. Yeah. I, I remember, by the way, Brother Rivers was healed that night. 
he they lost him on the operating uh, on the on the table there trying to help him to live through this experience and um he lived he's still living that was 20 plus years ago he's he's in his 80s and he's going strong and uh you know, we praise God for that, yeah. but, uh, but, but that night, I, uh, the Lord began to show me that when, when you feel the prompting of my spirit, it, it, actually, it actually seems a lot like it's you mm-hmm. that's, that's doing it, yeah. because it, but it's, it's my spirit in you that's leading you. Yeah. I had an experience a few years later where I really felt the, the Lord uh, just kind of lead me to, um, I felt the voice of the Lord tell me to send everybody out of the room in a case where someone needed prayer, needed healing. And I, I, I mean, it was the voice, send everybody out of the room. Well, that's biblical. You know, that, that happened in the Bible when God was about to perform a miracle. And so I felt it, send everybody out of the room. And I disobeyed. I didn't, I didn't send everybody out of the room. And I I went to a place of prayer following that and said, uh, Lord, um, forgive me for uh, you know, not obeying your voice and not sending everybody out of the room. And I said, I want to be obedient to you. Forgive me for not being obedient to you. And then I said, but now, Lord, you know, in, in my defense, um, send everybody out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is 2000-something. Uh, this yeah. isn't... First Kings seventeen. Yeah. Is he trying to make a scene or something? Yeah, Come exactly. On, what am yeah. I? What am I going to yeah. do? Am I going to? I'm going to send everybody out of the room, and 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 then what? And then what was my question? Yeah. And then what? And the Lord, man, I'll never forget it because he was so gently. His voice was so present with me, and it was immediately clear. I felt the voice of the Lord say, "I would have told you what to do next." Mm-hmm. And uh, and man, that just that just illuminated my my mind to understand. That when you're talking about the voice of God, it's step by step. You, you're not going to see the full illumination of the path all at once. It's going to be step by step. And, and you can take one step with total confidence, not knowing what step to take after that. Yeah. So it was a few years after that, and, and this is one of my, my favorite testimonies, and it has to do with that, that voice of God. But we had a, a, a situation here in the church, one of our very wonderful uh, uh, members, Brother Jared and Sister Tiffany Leeser, when they were engaged to be married. They weren't married yet. But Brother Jared was, uh, he was, and Sister Tiffany, they were sitting at the uh, stoplight, and they, unbeknownst to them, there was a car barreling toward them, 60-plus miles an hour, hits them with full impact, and... And Jared was was his life was nearly taken from him. In fact, uh, they they just about pronounced him dead upon arrival. Right. But they found a faint pulse just in the nick of time, and they didn't pronounce him dead. Tiffany had some scrapes and bruises, got banged up a little bit, but but she actually did pretty well immediately following the uh, the the collision. Uh, but Jared. Uh, was fighting for his life. In fact, they said that he would he would die. Then they said if he doesn't die, he will live in a, a vegetative state. He was in a coma for 50 days. They were doing everything they could to to help him survive, but he was he was fighting for his life. He was uh, in this coma. Uh, they had to remove half of his 
some of his cranium in order to let the brain swell. It was a, it was a, it was a terrifying experience, and there was no hope given by the medical professionals. And I remember the night, uh, Tiffany's brother, Brother Aaron Williams, wonderful man of God in our church, um, this was his soon-to-be brother-in-law, and he called one night and said, hey, they've just notified us that it has reached a point of no return with Jared, and we need prayer, and we need it now. So we went to prayer. We began praying, and, and uh, we were at a gathering that night, and, and several of us prayed at that gathering. And there was uh, a, you know, a strong urgency to pray. And we prayed, and we called upon God, and we asked God to heal Jared. We had been praying for 50 days. We had been seeking God uh, faithfully that God would heal him. And then we stopped praying. Those of us that were gathered together, we held hands and prayed. But I, I heard the voice that night, and the voice said, you can't stop praying. You have to keep praying. And I, I went to a place of prayer over in the corner of the room, and uh, I, tr- I was trying to be discreet, you know, um, but I just, I just poured my soul out to God, and I didn't know what to pray. And I know that when you don't know what to pray, when you don't know what to pray, pray in the Spirit. Because the Spirit will make intercession for you, so I prayed in the Holy Ghost. I didn't. I had already, I had already uh, cast down every imagination I knew to cast down. I I had rebuked every devil I knew to rebuke. I had asked God to heal him. I had prayed everything I knew to pray. So I just spoke in other tongues, and I prayed in 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 tongues, and the Spirit of the Lord was moving on me, and I couldn't feel released. And then all of a sudden, I was released. And, and something lifted off of me, that, that need to urgently travail before the Lord in prayer. And, and, and I just want to encourage somebody today to know that when that comes on, you pray yeah. until it lifts. And when it lifts, something has happened. Yep. In that moment, I knew that God was getting ready to move, and I didn't know how, and I didn't know what to say or do. I just knew that my instincts had been replaced by his instincts. And the voice was loud. It was loud in my, in my spirit. And, and I didn't even know what was about to happen or what I was about to say, but, but I knew whatever it was, it was going to be directed of the Lord. So I, I uh, went to uh, Brother Brian Duvall, who was there, and I said, can you get Aaron on the phone? And he got Aaron on the phone, and I, and I don't know what I'm going to say to Aaron. I just know that whatever comes out of my mouth mm. is the voice of God. And so I said something I've never said before. I'd never premeditated it. And it was, it was really powerful, really, to me to, to hear it coming, uh, to hear it being verbalized and having not premeditated it. But I said, Aaron, when you get there, I want you to walk in and I want you to pray for Jared. And I said, I don't mean ask God to heal him. We have done that. Yeah. I want you to pray for him. I want you to pray his prayers for him. He's in a coma. He cannot pray for himself. I want you to pray the prayers he would pray if he could pray those prayers. Yeah. I'd never even heard of that concept. And, and yet here, the voice of God, the unction of the Holy Ghost, is, is, is speaking these words that, had never crossed my mind before. And, 
And man, Aaron walked in there and prayed for Jared. And he said, Jared, this is Aaron. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but I'm going to pray the prayer of faith over you. I'm going to pray your prayers for you. And he started calling on God, saying, Lord, I'm going to stand in the stead of Jared. Lord, just just lift me up off of this bed of affliction. Raise me up out of this great, great despair, God. Lift me up and heal my body and make me whole. He started praying the prayers that he knew Jared would be praying if, if Jared could pray them. It was real and true intercessory prayer. Yeah. And the next day, Jared came out of the coma. And, and that was 14 years ago. And today, Jared and Tiffany are married. They have two beautiful children. Yeah. Jared graduated from the University of Cincinnati. They said that he would not live. Then they said he would, he would not be in a position. He'd be totally incapacitated. Yeah. None of those things are true. And he's one of the great inspirational figures in our church today, a great worshiper of God. The voice of God is real. It will never contradict his written word. Right. Stay in tune with his spirit. Let him lead you and guide you through his voice. Be obedient to what the spirit of the Lord is prompting you to do. You can trust God that he will come down into your instincts and right. purify them of your ulterior motives and of your false uh, perceptions of things and give you the power and the inspiration to do and say what needs to be done and what needs to be said. And powerful things will come as a result of that. Yeah. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> to those uh, listening today who maybe think you haven't heard the voice of the Lord, you have. Maybe yeah. not audibly, but he yeah. has spoken to you time and time again. Yes. He has animated you. He has inspired you to move yes. and to do his will Yes. In the earth. Pastor Urshan, would you would you pray as we close out today? Absolutely. For for us to just be more aware yes. of his presence, more aware of, of his voice in our life. Would you pray for us today? Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you in your precious name, the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you will move upon every listener to this episode. I pray that you will lead them and guide them into all truth. I pray you'll make their heart tender and their spirit open to hearing your voice, to knowing your word. God, I pray you'll speak to their heart in the way that they will hear you and receive you. God, I know that you have plans for the people that are listening to this right now. Plans, God, to prosper them, to give them your good grace, that precious gift of your spirit. And I pray, Lord, you'll begin to speak to them. Let them be open to it and let them be led by your voice, the voice of their creator, the voice of their father. We give you the praise for this and we honor you and magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Go forth today walking in the words of the Lord. Go forth today living out his voice in the earth. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray that you're blessed. Have a great day. We love you in Jesus' name.